0: Yo, 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 what's up, my freedomist? Do you want to find more money, more time, and more freedom in your business? I don't know why I'm putting on that accent. Well, if that's the case, then you're in the right place. We have a fantastic podcast episode for you today. Welcome to the Suitcase Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Sisson from New Zealand, and I'm here to show you how to create freedom in business and adventure in life. Whether you simply want a profitable business you can run from your own home and take the rest of the time off, enjoying doing what you love, or if you want to travel the world and be a digital nomad, this podcast is for you. So let's go for it. So systems have a bit of a bad reputation. I think most people think at face value, they they just sound really boring, but what they can do for you is what makes them really sexy and exciting. Systems mean more time, more money, and more freedom to do what you love. And they can mean peace of mind and ease in your business, which, let's face it, can sometimes be chaotic. And if you're committed to do what's necessary to create that freedom in your business, trust me, you're going to need smart, sexy systems. You're going to want to figure out exactly what's holding you back in your business and create a system to solve it. And in today's podcast episode, Mandy Allison shares tip after tip after tip on how to find more time and freedom. In your business she's worked with plenty of high-level CEOs and she's worked out exactly how to pinpoint the bottlenecks in your business and break through the barriers with smart systems specifically we discuss the most important system to focus on in your business how you can find at least five extra hours in your week we talk about what a success map is and how you can use one for your clients how to standardize and streamline multiple business processes, and how to identify bottlenecks in your business and solve them with sexy systems. So just hear me out on this one. Listen in. I know you will learn a lot. I know you will love it. It's not boring. It's exciting. It's fast paced. Get your notes out. Before we dive into this week's episode, I want to say a big shout out to HostGator, who make this podcast possible by sponsoring me, but also supporting you as an entrepreneur. I actually spoke to Kyla Patterson, who's the marketing coordinator over at HostGator, to find out a little bit more about what they actually do and who they serve. And here's what he had to say.
1: So HostGator is online website hosting. And what that means is just getting... Your website online or getting your blog online. And we serve a variety of customers all the way from a mom and pop shop down the road, just trying to sell some widgets to fortune 500 companies, trying to make millions of dollars a year or whatever they want to do. And it's really crazy when we, we kind of survey our customers and go, okay, who are you? And we think that they're all small businesses, which we'd love to handle the small businesses know them then we find a lot of people are people just with their hobbies they have a harry potter fan site they they talk (laughs) about diy crafts they have a makeup blog i mean the opportunities are endless and i think that's really cool with hostgators that we provide that for you you kind of want to get your message out to the world we're there to help you there because i mean social media is great but your your influence is only as far as your social network if you can get your content out there and get be found by google and other things you're out there you expand your social network basically
0: so if you want to get 50% off really generous 50% off any new hosting package go to hostgator.com forward slash suitcase and you can always tweet them as well at hostgator and say thanks for uh, sponsoring the podcast show at suitcase entrepreneur and making it even cooler and better by being a part of it Alright, let's dive into this episode. Hi everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Suitcase Entrepreneur Podcast where we're all about creating freedom in business and adventure in life. And this month, sexy systems. That's right, we're talking about sexy systems because I believe that too many of us are basically squandering our time on the wrong things, getting quite overwhelmed with the busyness, I'm doing inverted quotes in the air if you could see me, busyness of our businesses, of our careers. And we're really not spending our time in the best quality way that we could to enjoy a fantastic lifestyle and a thriving business or career. So that's why I brought in my good friend, Mandy Allison, who is basically the lady behind the hands-off CEO. So if that sounds like a good title for you already, um, then you're in the right place listening into this interview. And this is something that I'm personally working towards right now, becoming much more of a hands-off CEO, building a business that runs without me, that still helps you immensely. And essentially allows me to live this wonderful freedom lifestyle and be able to give back and have more time and space to learn and develop and then share that with you. So welcome to the show, Mandy.
2: Thank you, Natalie. It's so great to be here.
0: I wanted to caveat that a little because you you and I have been talking. We were in a mastermind in San Diego uh, just last week. Man, time flies. And, and then we've been in an online mastermind for quite some time, which no longer runs at the moment, but it was great. I think we had sort of six to nine months together-ish where every week we'd be turning up and sharing solutions and strategies and tips. And I was always just really impressed with Mandy's his ability to fire templates and systems at us and strategies and SOPs and all these things. And I was like, man, so you live and breathe and walk and talk very much the systems aspect to be Giving you more freedom and you work with you know high-level entrepreneurs so I'll let you tell your story but I think it's going to be a really great conversation today and for those of you listening in please take lots of notes or bookmark this episode and come back to it because I think you're going to learn a lot. Mandy I'd just love for you first off to just give a bit of background on who you are. Um,
2: okay okay I can do that. <laughs> thanks for that, that lovely introduction Natalie and, and Natalie's talking you know nitty-gritty about systems and everything but it really it's like it's really about the freedom and it's about the you know doing what is necessary to create that freedom in your business and ultimately your life um, and crafting this business in a way that's just going to serve your life and give you that more and more freedom and Natalie and I um, we have so much in common when it comes to this, uh, we're, we're like two peas in a pod on this, would you agree with me on that, Natalie? <laughs>
0: yeah, I would, absolutely.
2: Yeah, so, um, and, and I'm, I'm glad that you named the sexy systems because I think <laughs> that systems tend to get uh, a real bad rap for being boring, and um, and they, they are kind of boring, to be honest with you. <laughs> but, um, and it's not something I necessarily lean with in a conversation, but, um, it's really about what it is necessary to get through a, a certain particular growth stage in a business, and um, a lot of times, what that what happens is the business owner just gets bottlenecked at a certain point in their business, and that's an indication that there's a system that's needed. So um, that that's the the approach that I take with systems, and it's um, it's a little bit different approach than a lot of other people do. Um, it's it's about it's it's not about you know locking yourself in a closet and just like Systematizing your whole business, which is tends to be a really common aspect way that people approach to it, but it's really just about like finding what your barrier is and just knocking it out with that deficient system that isn't yet in place in your business.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people are sitting here going, "Great, how do you do that, Mandy?" So I guess if you were kind of initially when you talk to your clients and they're in this position of, you know, maybe really successful businesses, but just needing to become more hands off what's the very first thing that you do with them without giving away all your tactics, but that we could apply as well. Like, do you get them to step back and give you a big 360 overview? Or what's the kind of first thing that you'd suggest to somebody who's feeling pretty overwhelmed and tied to their business to do?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. There's there there's a few different like tunnels into it, you might call it. it, it yeah. There two different, a few different ways that you can first approach it. And I kind of go based on where a business is at. And, um, usually the biggest issue is like, ah, this sounds like a great thing to do. I have no time to do this. I'm already working 60, 70, 80 hours a week. I can't find more time to do this, even though I know it's exactly what you need to do. So the first thing I do is to look at, um, I have a system called find time now. And it's, there's, there's a, there's some ways that you can identify with one of your top leverage points in your schedule that, um, will help you find 20 to 40 extra hours per month so that's that's the first step and that's what enables you to actually invest more time in it and most clients i work with have to start with that for that first step and um would you like me to kind of go into that step yeah one?
0: i'd like to do that yeah i think that'd be great
2: okay so the there's there's a um, there's a, there's a few different ways to, to be, to find this extra time. Um, one of the most important things to consider, though, is that, like, you, I, I hear entrepreneurs say all the time to me, oh, you know what, I tried everything and it doesn't work. I, must, I have to do this all myself. I can't hire this out to someone else. Um, I have to be working 70 hours a week. And that, 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 you know, and when you have that mindset that you have to do that, then they're right. You do have to because you have that mindset. So one of the first things you need to do is just kind of let go of that and look at how you could look at it instead with with what possibility there could be for you. And um, I know it's possible because every client I've worked with at least 10 extra hours per week with just like one or two tweaks. And um, on the bottom, 20 um, extra hours per week, just depending on how much they're working. The more they're working, the easier it is to cut time off, surprisingly. So it's really important just to understand that it is possible. And then, um, so the, 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 Easiest way to identify what it is that's going to where that leverage point is to, is to track your time. And it's not exciting. This is, I hate doing this by myself personally, yeah. but that's what I see gives you this reality check. That's and true. you, and you identify what is, what are some things that, that you, you can become quickly acquainted with what is really going on in your schedule and that means you're tracking every 15 minutes for um, for a couple days, like in detail, in depth, exactly what you're doing, and once you start doing that, you know, and that, and you're gonna be resistant to it, um, and it's gonna feel like kind of awful because it's like it's a being a mirror held up in front of your face for two days straight. <laughs> um, but that that's like one of the easiest ways to find what it really is. But um, and and. You know, if, for people taking notes, get ready. There's there's four different ways things to look at here. I'll just give them to you really quick. Cool. So and to, and this is in order for a reason. So first, you're looking at what you can eliminate, what um you can consolidate, what you can automate, or what you can delegate.
1: Hmm. In that
2: order, you don't want to delegate something that you should eliminate. And sometimes being eliminating means that you're actually reducing. So um, for example. I had a client that, that well, shit, I, I see clients all the time, actually, they're, they're scheduled, like, I look at their schedule and it's jam-packed, full of meetings. And do those meetings need to happen? Yeah, sometimes they really do have to happen. But do they need to be an hour? No, probably not. Um, so what can you do with a 60-minute meeting? Can you cut it down to 30? Um, and, and what is it going to take for you to, to cut it down to 30? And in some cases, that means that you're going to have to get – put together a meeting schedule for how you're going to run this meeting so that everybody gets out what they need to. And the other thing is, is you're going to have to get other people on board for, for running this meeting in 30 minutes and help them see what's in it for them to be doing 30 minutes. And then there's, there's other ways you can look at having other people do those meetings too. And, and and I'm using specifically for people who are doing um, like work with clients. So that, not not everyone here is necessarily going to be doing work with clients, but that's just, that's just an example of how you can eliminate or reduce something. And uh, a very common, just that one tactic alone, just for meetings, for example, it could could be 10 extra hours just from changing one thing. So these are the kinds of things, but but, but if you say, I can't, I can't do anything better than this, then you'll never be able to see that opportunity. And then the other thing is to um, look at, how you can get more done in a certain amount of time. So in the morning tends to be where people have the highest productivity. So, mm-hmm. um, and what I call a power hour, and um, I'll, I'll share with people a resource, how they can actually, if we, we're, we won't have time to actually go into exactly how to, to um, utilize this, but during a, during a person's power hour, you can easily get twice as much done. So even if you just cu- just cut out, 1 hour in the morning every day just to work on high leverage activities like sales and, and growth type of activities in your business that's if you can get twice as much done that hour you've just found yourself one extra hour and that that means that you've you now have an extra 5 hours per week that's 20 extra hours per month that's like over a month of work days if, oh, per year if, if you break it down yeah. to that yeah so i feel like i'm just throwing out a whole lot of
0: information so um i mean i think it's really good for people to to look at it in that way i mean it sounds scary if you go oh yeah sure if i consolidated into those things i might um you know save an hour here or there but when you actually add it up over the space of the year that's scary stuff that's like a month's holiday (laughs) it's kind of created for yourself it's insane Exactly, and the thing is, this
2: requires you. Doesn't you, you? don't need to hire anybody. You don't need to train them. You you just simply need to be, um, be be more intentional with your time, and discipline yourself. It requires discipline, and that's hard. And a lot of entrepreneurs are simply not willing to do that. And when you get really clear on what you're trying to create in your business and in your life, having that discipline to. Be more focused during your power hours so you, you have you can accomplish a lot more. It's a lot easier when you yeah. can lean back and focus on you know why you're doing that. And I know you talk about that too a lot, Natalie.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Um. So okay, those, those were great tips. Hopefully, you guys have taken a lot of those. And um, to break some of that down, I guess, and that taking that mirror as you said and looking at yourself in it, the really good hard look. Why do you think this is so hard for us to do? Is it because we feel suddenly it reveals all the things that we know we've probably been doing that we shouldn't have or putting time into that really aren't going to pay off? What do you think it is that we, we're not good at holding that mirror up in front of ourselves?
2: Well, be- because we, we don't want to be held accountable for, for all the crap that <laughs> we're doing. And, and that, that resistance right there, why we don't want to track is because we don't want to have that mirror held up. And when you force yourself to do that, then it creates an emotional shift where you now are very clear on what the problem is. And you have to make a choice whether you're going to continue acting this way and getting the same outcome that you are or whether you're going to create something completely different. But um, I, I think that's what it is. And that's what I've noticed the, the people that see I can look at someone's I can look at at someone's questions to a certain thing and I can help them find time like with my eyes closed, no no problem at all, but I still have them do the time tracking because what it does is it creates this emotional shift that allows them to to take action because they see it for themselves. It's more valuable than me picking it apart and saying, "You need to do this,
0: yeah. Absolutely it is more valuable and that's why I think you know what Mandy's kind of highlight here is unless you're working with her direct is to have somebody else do this to kind of step in sometimes and interview you and say hey look are you really focusing on the priorities here is that the best use of your time how much time are you spending on doing these things are they helping you drive your business forward is it giving you more time to free up to spend with your family your friends your loved ones and travel. And it is is—it is one of those things you actually have to make space for and probably the most valuable half an hour, hour or two hours of your weekend even or your Friday evening with a glass of wine that you could ever spend, right?
2: Yeah, and, and I love that you mentioned that doing that towards the end of the week and just planning and preparing and thinking ahead of what you're going to accomplish for the next week.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I used to have it in my calendar, and I say used to because – here's what happened. I used to have Sunday reflection time and it was half an hour. It would pop up on my calendar around 5 p.m. on a Sunday and it was a chance for me to reflect on what went well in the week. What could what could have been improved? How do I feel about it from a, a lifestyle and a business point of view? Um, and I did it a few times and then I started ignoring my calendar invite, like like <laughs> a lot of people, but also because Sunday I found I was often out enjoying myself and I was still out at that point. I might have been down at the beach or I might have been sailing or I might have been out with friends. So it didn't it didn't fit in, I guess, is the right time. But I think like a Sunday morning or even a Friday afternoon, it's just a really good time to give you that space to reflect. It's a little bit like doing a short meditation in the afternoon or making space for yoga. It's something that I think helps the health of you personally and your business or your career.
2: And I love that. And you 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 um, what you really did there by putting a calendar reminder is that you can kind of set up a system there for you to be reminded so that you'd actually do it. And you just pointed out that this system didn't actually work for you because it was at a time that you wanted to be at the beach or doing something It just didn't work with your life. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I have my a reflection time that I, I have a system that it delivers it to me every Friday in my inbox. So I have an email. It's, I use nudge mail that creates, that sends me like a Google form that I fill out right in my email. And it asks me questions about like, what did I, what did I accomplish this week? And, you know, rating my productivity and asking questions about, you know, what support do I need? Who can I reach out to? So it really like gets my mind thinking so that I can be solving some of my own issues. And that's a system that I put in place because you know what, there's no way I'm going to do it unless I have something in place that's kind of compelling for me to do that. And it's in my inbox i don't have to go anywhere else i just type it in and push send Mm -hmm. then i have a whole record of how i've been doing to and progressing so anyway i like that how you brought up the, the system that you had put into place for that
0: yeah absolutely and these days it's probably i wouldn't say it's more sophisticated but i just adore asana and asana has that inbuilt recurring functionality of setting up a task and putting sunday reflection or friday reflection or um my week as a whole and just coming back to that and having it come up as an invite or come up as a task and have three sort of probing questions, you know, how do I feel about this week? You know, what would I improve? What am I excited to buy or proud of? And for people who love post-it notes and paper, you know, a journal is another great thing, a a physical calendar, uh, notebook, whatever it is that works for you, right, Mandy? Otherwise, the the point is get it down and get it out of your head and take that time because It's so important. Otherwise, we just go week after week after week, and we kind of get stuck in this hole, and we don't know why things might not be working, or they're not going quite according to plan. And we've never even looked back over things to see what is actually happening. And that's just from a personal mindset point of view, versus, say, looking at your analytics and your stats and everything. That's also important. We do that every single Monday in a team report but this is more for you to kind of step back as the CEO, as your hands-off CEO label that you want to apply to yourself and go, okay, what could I have done better this week? From that point of view, what would you say next would be something that you'd love to, to share with my freedomists here that would help them out greatly? Probably still related to clever systems and time, but we talked briefly about, you have sort of two systems for reclaiming time that you like.
2: Okay, yeah, so we're talking about this fine time now system. This is just kind of like, a band-aid approach, it's just to like recover enough time for you to then work on some other things. And, it, and actually this process, can you could, you could revisit it every few months or so, every time you need like that jolt of something a little extra. But where the, the rubber hits the road and you, with putting systems in place that are, that are going to really increase profit in your business and, it, and make, make it easier to plug people in affordably is when you look at the inner workings of your business and see where it's lacking. And the number one system that I think businesses need to be putting in place in, uh, in their businesses this is particularly the case with businesses that are performing some kind of service. Maybe you do copywriting, maybe you're, you're putting together websites, you know, anything where you're like actually delivering a type of service. But, but, but even if you're delivering products, the same. It's, it, this is going to be the same thing. It, it's the, the process for how you deliver value to your customers. So this is extremely important. It's the bulk of your business other than your marketing and your sales process. But um, the marketing and sales process is the first system you really need to get down and really understand how that works. And uh, Natalie, I know you're really good at talking about a lot of that and how that works. And when you have that down, then you need to be focusing on how do, you, how do we do what we do so that it doesn't require so much of your brain space to get it done, to get it delivered to your customers profitably and on time and the quality you want. So the first thing you need to be really looking at is the outcome. What is the outcome you want to, to provide for your customer? And this might be like an outcome, this, this this the same outcome for every customer. It's not customized at all. Or it might be somewhat customized and you need to be looking at this the, a success map that I call it, putting together a custom success map for each customer. Uh, like if, if you're if you're working on a project that's gonna be several thousands of dollars, you really need to have, like what are the steps you're going to do to create this? Now, I know this sounds like it's probably a lot of work, but really what you wanna be doing is putting together a template for how you do this. So every time you have a new customer, new client, you have, you have a template and you run the template and um, you customize it where you need to and um i know it seems so obvious but a lot of businesses lose track of what they're actually doing what is the objective for them doing all this work for a customer and the, and hmm. it's important to keep in mind like what the outcome is the outcome is, is that we're trying to that we're going to be increasing um, getting this customer 10 extra leads this month and it, if that's the focus instead of um, we're going to be driving Facebook ads to get an additional hundred extra clicks Then you're going to be able to get better outcomes and when you're looking at that outcomes and that, that's when their opportunity is to look, look backwards and, and um, Reverse engineer this and say what are the steps that we need to take to get to this and This is, a, this is something you work in progress You don't necessarily need to, to get this all perfect at once, but it's a good idea to be recording this as you go and then as um as time goes on, keep adding to it and refining it because that's what's going to allow you to get better and better and improve your craft and then ultimately it, 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 as you increase quality and it helps you become the leader in your market and then you can charge more and then you are you're going to be sought after for this high level skill that you have to offer yeah so the, yeah so so and when you look at the different steps, this, you ha- this is where the opportunity is to be interjecting different parts to be like checkpoints to say where um, you, you might notice that, you know, a few weeks in you're, you're having issues with clients giving you back the information to, to, to log into their accounts and do the work for them. You might notice that um, at week six, you have a lot of clients that just kind of go dead. And this is an opportunity to look at and say, what's happening here? And how can we prevent it early on? And and this is how you think you morph things over time. And then the more standardized you can make this, the easier it is to plug in people with the lower skill set. And that's what's going to allow you to scale the service and and service more customers at a rate that you're going to still be able to profit. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest issues that I see in businesses that are trying to scale, especially service businesses, is that they have to hire too high level of of, um, employees and contractors to be able to deliver a service. Mm -hmm. So, and I know everyone listening isn't necessarily offering services, but this applies in a lot of ways. But the more standardized that you can make it, the more you have refined the process for how you get an outcome, the lower skill level you can hire. And you can actually get better quality and more predictable outcomes paying less for your staff,
0: yeah, absolutely.
2: Hmm. So those are just some things to think about when um, when you're looking at systems. That, 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 that this is really the most important system to be, to be thinking through, yeah. because it's, it's what, where you get your name, and what what your brand really stands for, in the industry is the work that you do.
0: Mhm. When it comes to systems, what do you see as some of the, I guess, the fundamental flaws or errors that people make? Because I know when I think about systems initially and I talk to people, they're like, wah, wah. Like you can hear people (laughs) checking out, right? Like, oh, God, that sounds so boring. Which is why I talk about sexy systems because they make you feel sexier when you have them and they shouldn't be complicated and they should be effortless. But what... When people are thinking about, OK, I want to systemize my business, and I know you've talked about some of this already, but really what do they need to systemize? Um, not talking about the whole framework, but like if they really could compartmentalize it, what would be the first system that you'd suggest people put in place? And I know every business differs, but is there one simple system that would help them? Is it a personal system that gets them to be more organized? Um, is it the one you talked about earlier about the time management? What, what would you say, looking back, that you'd suggest?
2: the the system that you need to be working on is the the biggest bottleneck in your business. Mm -hmm. So if the bottleneck is that I don't have enough leads, what's happening here. That's not creating enough leads. Is it that you're just not, you know how to do it, but you're just not doing it. That might be a personal thing that you just personal system in place that my power hour every morning, I'm going to be reaching out to 10 people. You know, that, that might be the system you create for yourself. Maybe it's that you have tons of leads, but, Thing, but, but it's slipping through your fingers because you're not getting to them fast enough. So you to be looking at, okay, where are they, where are they slipping through the cracks and what is a better way for us to respond? Um, it might be that we have tons of clients and we can't service them um, faster, f- fast enough. And that's when you're looking at oh, okay, what that the whole system I was talking about with creating a success map and how you can get work out the door a lot faster. And like, I'm, When you put a good system in place, you can dramatically reduce the time it takes to do a business operation. And and what I mean by that is, I've seen repeatedly clients of mine that have gone from like six weeks to deliver something to just a few weeks or less. It's just the, the amount of time can drastically reduce. When you're looking at what are the biggest obstacles and then just smashing these bottlenecks one by one but only mm-hmm. focus on one at a time don't like just lock yourself in a closet which is kind <laughs> of the e-myth, it's kind of the e-myth way i'm gonna just kind of uh, <laughs> crush on that a little bit um, you are, which
0: i love so if you guys haven't read I'd the e-myth to. um by michael gerber it is a great book for getting you to think about systems and priorities and you know essentially remove yourself but as mandy's just saying she doesn't agree with the lock yourself in a closet and write up your entire systems process manual in a weekend that sounds atrocious unless you have you know champagne and good friends and great music but no so what's your take on that
2: well my take on that is that well you need to be looking at which stage you are in your business and if you're further along in your business and you have staff you most definitely need to be having them help you with the systems i mean you might be helping them break down the big pieces of it but they're filling in the details you don't the highest leverage task for you is not filling in the details on the little processes. It's to review them and make sure that it's in line with your brand. But like you need to have your people do this, but earlier on in your business that might not be appropriate for you. And you need to just be looking at what is the bare minimum that I need to be able to solve X problem. It's not about getting it. In such fine detail that it just makes you feel good inside. That's not really what the objective is. It's just to solve that problem, then look at the next problem and solve that, and the next, and uh, not not get bogged down in it. That's where the biggest issue is. I just I see people like, okay, I'm going to systematize my business, and they just get totally worn out because they're not solved they're not looking at what that issue is, that biggest issue that the 20% of their business is going to make 80% of the difference. And when you're approaching it as like just solving one problem after the next then like you'll make dramatic progress and you won't get burned out with it because you'll be seeing the results and you'll be having more time to yourself and and you're going to be um increasing profit in your business so you're going to feel motivated to keep it keep up the the great work that you're doing Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I really like I mean, as long as you see results happening and you can see that the systems are starting to work and you give them time and you trust in them and you keep using them the right way they're intended, I think it's incredible what you can what you can get done. And, and sometimes you have those light bulb moments going, why the heck was I doing it the other way for so long? And you kind of add up all the hours that you've wasted or spent uh, all the times you spent pulling your hair out of your head. I mean, it's still it still takes work and it's still a work in progress, but I mean, how often do you kind of come back to your systems and update them and reference them? How often do I yeah
2: well, it just kind of depends on what when what I need it, it should it's, it's, It just depends on the size of your business and you should be going back and looking at it and seeing like on a regular basis to make sure that things are in order and it's easy to find and all of that mm-hmm. but I think you do it as an, on an as-needed basis, and as you are you come upon a process that you're like, okay, this is outdated, the software has been updated a little bit, then that's when you can tweak things as you go along.
0: I hope that answered your question. Yeah, no, absolutely, and I just wanted to let people sort of know. It's not something you have to be, like, religiously looking at every day. A system is in place because it should work, and then you can fine-tune and tweak it when you, you see areas for improvement, so... Hopefully you guys have stuck with us throughout this and you're jazzed and excited about what's possible versus, oh my gosh, and hopefully, you know, Mandy's giving you some great tips here of what you can actually do today. Um, do highly recommend you read The E-Myth from Michael Gerber. I also really like uh, Work the System by Sam Carpenter, but both of them I think you can read and adapt. I'll, I'll put them in the show notes as well. And more importantly, Let's thank Mandy for her awesome tips and wisdom here. Mandy, where's the best place for people to find you and you know, even read up more about what you do and get more tips?
2: So the, the Power Hour system that we talked about, that, that, it's, mm-hmm. I, I call it the Hands Off CEO's $1,000 strategy for scaling your company and getting your, your life back. And if you want access to that, you can go to handsoffceo.com forward slash Power Hour And if you, if you go there, then, um, you can download that resource and you can also see how it fits into the main, into the overall process for scaling your business. So there's a five, I have a five step scale to freedom process, and this is finding time is just the first step. It's the very first step. And then, um, you can see the other opportunities for, um, your business and, and, um, well, some of a deeper dive on some of the things we've already talked about here today.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much, Manny. This has been
2: awesome. You're welcome. It's been my pleasure.
0: So this is pretty awesome, I think. And once you discover how amazing systems are, it's very, very exciting. And it will change your life. And there is no better time than now to implement them. So have a little treat for you coming up in just over a week we might have a little solution for you on how to rock your systems. If you're intrigued, you want to know more, come to suitcaseentrepreneur.com forward slash rock. If you just want to find the show notes for this and any resources that I've linked to from my awesome chat with Mandy, come across to suitcaseentrepreneur.com forward slash 288 and tune in next week for more awesomeness to give you more time, money, freedom and generally make you sexier I'm pretty sure listening to this podcast each week means you are instantly sexy at least in my world so keep it up